Hey guys, we brought Miles on for episode seven, and Miles has come up with this idea to make a realistic epilepsy movie for once. Thank you. But before he tells us a little about his movie, Under the Lights, uh, we're going to have him introduce himself. So go ahead whenever you're ready, Miles, and fill us in whenever you want. My name is Miles Levine, and I'm uh, a filmmaker, and I've had epilepsy since I was about five years old. And uh, I've been active in my epilepsy community for seven, eight years. Um, and it started with me. I was working at a camp for kids with epilepsy. And it was life-changing. I had, I had these, these incredible experiences where these kids would tell me, uh, I, I've never made a friend before in my life. And they'd be 17 oh. years old, you know, every year, seven years. And oh. I, they'd introduce themselves by saying they had epilepsy before they would say their name. And I, I had this realization that the epilepsy community has been um, extremely behind on awareness. And it's not our fault, but I've started noticing that Awareness events, largely, because I went to plenty of them, are largely attended by people who have epilepsy, right? Or, or people who know someone who has epilepsy. People are there because they care. So how do you get people to attend to learn who, who don't know anything? I mean, I, I, haven't, I, I have never attended a, let's say, a, a, a hypertension, a meeting on high blood pressure or something like that, right? Like, I don't have a connection. So I don't know anything about it. So I can't, I had this realization, I can't really blame anyone for being fearful. They don't know anything. Um, so how do you get those people in the room? So my thought was, well, what works? And I know that the LGBT community has had enormous success making progress, fighting stigma by making movies with an authentic voice and an that offer an empathetic, realistic point of reference. Uh, that aren't caricatures, that are just real stories. Because people want to go to the movies to see something they haven't seen before. People leave the house and specifically want to buy tickets to something that is something that's new. No one wants to see the same movie by the same person over and over and over and over again. We're getting sick of that as a culture. Mm -hmm. So it's the perfect time. So I started working on this short film as a, as a, a means of proving to the community that it's possible. And we've had some pretty incredible results so far. So that's, that's, that's my story. <laughs> so you're sharing your um, film at film festivals right now, right? That's right. So um, it's about, so the film is called under the lights and it's about a boy with epilepsy who's so desperate to feel like a regular kid. He goes to prom knowing that the lights will make him have a seizure. And for your audience, um, it's totally safe to watch if you're photosensitive. Um, I just feel like I got to throw that out there. <laughs> That's and, a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's, it's playing film festivals right now. It's, it's crazy. We, we, we got into and won an award at an Oscar qualifying film festival. Oh, and, wow. Uh, <laughs> an audience award at another one at, at the Woods Hole Film Festival, which is... Um, Audience awards, if you're not familiar, it means like the highest rated short film. So uh, it's exciting because it means that not only is the epilepsy community excited about it, it means that the general public is too. So mm -hmm. 
um, we're able, we're going to start having this conversation and that the, the early clues, the early clues that I'm really excited about are that the film's come unreleased, right? It's, it's unreleased. You can see it at these film festivals, but right now it's unreleased. So, uh, but we, we get fan art from kids every day uh, wow. asking questions about epilepsy and kids that don't have seizures. That is awesome. So where when something's happening here, right? Something's happening here. And uh, the big dream is to then make the feature film. This film stars these actors uh, from Disney Channel, actually. That's where they came from. from Disney again. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> And they're incredible. Loves us. They're insane. They're so good. Um, Pierce Joza and Alyssa Jarrells. And so the goal is, is then to make the feature film and include even more stars. Because wow. if you can do that, you're guaranteed to have a conversation with the general public. Something oh, yeah. Don't know. So it's the, it's the turnkey kit to let's talk about epilepsy. And that's my that's my goal. A little, little long-winded, but... Yeah, it's so oh, cool that you're able all. to talk with and get fan art from kids, because we were just talking with Haley, who founded the Epilepsy Foundation Kids Crew, about the importance of wow, talking okay. with kids, and, like, starting at that young age, being like, this is normal. Because I feel like mm -hmm. if you're told at a young age, this is abnormal, and you should be afraid of it, and it's weird, then that just carries through adulthood, and that's how we are where we are now. It's... it's so, yeah. It's, again, like, why... Of course, people are afraid. Of course, we are, people are afraid because it's this, it's this, this cycle, this, this brutal cycle where someone's afraid and then the, the person with epilepsy doesn't want to talk about it. So the information doesn't come out. So then people are more afraid because they know even less. And then their, their only point of reference is that lizard brain fight or flight thing where you go, I don't know what's happening. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight it or I'm going to be afraid of it. They only have two choices. So you have mm -hmm. to put something new in there. You got to throw your body into the machine and, and, and make it stop. You got to put it in people's faces that they won't know. And I feel like a lot of people, well, at least I know some people, they need like a visual like representation of it more so than just reading it or being like, oh, I heard that person had a seizure. Like if they see a realistic seizure or like meet someone with them, they're like, oh, I get it now. Like this is a little, like this is actually severe and, oh no, this cuts out this stigma, this stigma, this stigma. And like you're saying with kids, like when um, unfortunately Cameron Boyce passed away, I had a ton of kids run up to me and be like, oh, that's the Cameron Boyce thing that Cameron Boyce passed away from. And it was like the heartbreaking thing to be like, yeah, we lost Cameron to that, you know, but it's like, they know about it. They know it can be deadly and fatal and all this stuff. And I'd rather than, you know, speak about it, like the, the children you were talking about, than just kind of like become alone and not have friends. And then it spiral into adulthood of just depression and loneliness and all this stuff. Someone they care about um, is relevant, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a point of reference. And I, and I want to make clear that the goal with this film is, we're not, we're not going to show seizures in a scary way. It's, 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 we, we're trying to present this as what I believe is the truth, which is what, what's, what's a lot worse than the seizures themselves is the stigma. Yes. And really, yeah. 90% well, of the time, all you have to do is just be there. And that's, and you know, what's, what do I do? Like, what's the CPR order of events and stuff? And, and lots of epilepsy foundations, you know, they're trying to um, come up with that list the, of, you know, like uh, time it out, 
protect their head, don't restrain, things like that. But I think it's so much simpler than that. I think, you, I think all people really need to know is you just have to be there. Because a person's natural instinct, it, as long as they know not to restrain someone and that the whole thing about putting stuff in someone's mouth is crap, all you got to know is that you just have to be there. It's just being a basic human being. Um, mm-hmm. And if you know that, if you only have one step in mind and you know that's all you need to do, it's no longer scary. I'll tell you, I, when I would work at this camp, people, kids would, you know, have seizures. There's a lot of kids. So a kid would have seizures, um, you know, so like maybe like once a day, some kid at some time would have a seizure. And it was never one of my campers. I was usually never present in that, in that spot where it was my responsibility. And finally, like on the sixth year, a kid had a seizure right in front of me. And as someone who has had seizures, basically my whole life, I've had absent seizures my whole life. I've had grand mal seizures for uh, 10 years. And having seen videos and stuff, I was scared. I was the most well-prepared person for this job. And I was scared because the education was, watch this video of this person having a seizure, right? Yep. Get you educated now? Like, no, I was so stunned that this kid had a seizure and I, I caught him and I just sat there. He didn't, you know, he, okay, I checked the box. He didn't hit his head. I'm, I'm just going to sit here with him and it's 30 seconds, a minute, and then he's asleep and then he comes back. And I thought, wow, that was so underwhelming. And I wish someone would tell me that there was the potential, the potential that this was allowed to be an underwhelming thing. You know, this, this mm-hmm. can't be just a thing that's okay. It just happened and it's okay. And, and then he's back and he's back to being a regular kid. And yeah, I, wish I, work, um, that way. I worked catering. And one day I was working with someone that I hadn't worked with before. And I had a 10 minute um, complex partial seizure. And wow. she was able to tell me because I had told her, you know, whenever I worked with someone new, I was like, hey, I have epilepsy. If this happens, it's a yeah. seizure. So she was able to tell me. And about 30 minutes later, she had a grand mal. And I was right there. And I was the only person who knew what to do. So we had someone like in the back making food. And I ran over. I was like, can you please watch her and make sure she's okay? Tell her she's okay if she gets up. I need to go find one of our bosses. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I couldn't find our bosses. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, again, I was the most prepared person. But in that moment, I was like, I was like, turn her on her side. Make sure she doesn't hit her head, you know? And it was this whole mess. She, um, yeah, end of list, yeah. Yeah, and um, she worked with kids and she was told that she couldn't work there anymore because it might be scary for them if they- That's horrible. And that's also illegal, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like, I saw, I've only seen one that isn't my own and I was getting tattooed, shocking, I know, by my arm, you can see. And um, I was, I think I was like 19 and this guy just was with his friend. He wasn't even the one getting tattooed. So, you know, the one that may have had one, a reflex seizure, he just- fell to the ground hard and started like violently shaking and I was like and I had them and I'm just sitting there like uh, uh, and then my tat we had to clear the room and everything like that but even still like you know I, I kind of knew what I was going to expect but I saw that and I was like oh my gosh you know and then like he came to paramedics came all that stuff he was fine we went back got finished up my tattoo and stuff but it was just kind of like it's different being on the outside, I guess, even if you have seizures. It's, it's still kind of shocking for the first time. Then it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, you know, after I that people, one, I was like, I know what to do now. I, I've yeah. got this. The way I look at it is like, let's say you're on a hike with someone and they have like, um, 
not a heat stroke, but you know, they, they faint from, you know, maybe they, they didn't drink enough water, you know, and they, they, they get, they feel sick and they, they pass out. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be scary. That's allowed to be scary. You're worried about your friend, but it would be totally unexpected if someone in that party then, you know, said something rude about it or that person like you inconvenience inconvenienced me or I'm never going to go hiking with you again or I'm not sure I want to hang out with you anymore because you had a heat stroke right that would never happen like hopefully mm-hmm. if you're around like halfway decent people that would never happen so why <laughs> right? different it's basically the same situation you know it's you know there's there's also this this idea that we have seizures because we haven't looked after ourselves properly or something, you know, like, yes, uh, we need to be super careful about our sleep and our food and our water and things like that. Right. And life gets in the way, but for the most part, we understand the risks and most people are, are pretty on top of those things. And it's an incredibly rude thing to imply that it's, it's your fault, right? If you're like, what did you do to go, cause that? Like live? Yeah. I breathed? Sorry. You would never, the first thing out of your mouth to that person wouldn't be, how dare you not drink enough water? Shame on you. Yeah. You know? Or it's like, what did you eat to get cancer? You know, it's like, you don't hear that. Or it's yeah. like, how much did you smoke to get cancer? You know, it's like, now it's like, oh, well, how many drugs did you do to have epilepsy? It's like, thanks, none. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know. it's the, 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 the exciting thing to me is that stigma is in fact a very simple thing. It's awful. It's brutal. It's ruining lives. But it's a very basic beast. It's, there's nothing complex about this. It's that people don't know anything and therefore they're afraid. It's, it's solved with information and we know it's true because it's been true with uh, just about every other community. We're talking, the conversation on diversity is so important right now. It's in everything you read, everything you watch. The, the, the national conversation is diversity, diversity, diversity for all the same reasons. The question is, how do we get in on that party? Because I think as a nation, we've sort of uh, forgotten about disability or we've assumed that somehow it's all solved already people don't think about it you'll notice on a job application or um i've noticed like it's in submitting to film festivals for example i will always get asked what is my gender my uh sexual identity and my race always everyone wants to know that they all want to have that data but they're not asking for data on disability. They almost never have a box to check where they say, we want to know how many people submitting or how many people applying for this job have a disability. And yet we mm-hmm. we're talking about how we want to be aware and we want to, people just aren't thinking about it. So on some level, it does fall on us to at least say, we want to have that conversation. We, well, we, we want to be noticed. That's what Brian right. and I were talking about earlier was just the importance of us saying something because if we don't speak up, no one will. That's right. You know, and why should they the care? Directly affected by it. Exactly. And why should they care unless you're, you know, even if you're a neurologist and you obsess over epilepsy, you have an intent because it interests you. Someone down the street saying, I don't care. You know, like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. That, that's cool. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you're, you're into that. My favorite color is yellow. Bye. You know, like, they don't care you know and that's the thing is is uh if if you are equipped to talk about it then you got to talk about it because as as long as if you're if you if you can talk about it if you can show that you can then the person next to you might talk about it they might right. feel comfortable knowing that they're not the first one to speak up 
And the more people speak up, the easier it gets. And, and then eventually we'll get to that spot where it's just something, it's just something we say. And it's, it's just normal. It just happens. And it's like, oh, well, that doesn't happen to me. It happens to you. Okay. Well, I hope you're okay. It yeah. doesn't need to be, oh, you're epileptic. Or it's like, well, a lot of people are, to be honest. Someone <laughs> Everyone else knows know. someone who has it, even if you don't think you do. Yep. In yep. Every one in 26 in every classroom, in every, in every church, every synagogue, every room you've ever been in. It's your PTA meeting, right? It, it, someone in the room. So at a concert, how many of us are in one room? You know what I mean? Like tons of us. Right now, no one. (laughs) (laughs) True. Don't get me started. (laughs) But no, yeah, it's one of those things where I didn't know, like you said, and she said before, you know, I got diagnosed how common it was. I thought, you know, just like it's the flashing lights thing and like all this stuff. And I I have seen the fan art where they um, portray the the child with uh, the helmet on his head, I believe. Yep. Yeah, and when I was younger, I would just see those helmets and no, have no clue what they were for. Have no clue. There's a few kids at my middle school that wore them. I'm like, what's wrong? Not like, what's wrong with that kid? But as a you know, preteen, well, what's wrong with that kid? You know, like, why does he have a helmet on his head? You know, but now I'm like, oh, he probably had epilepsy or something back then. You know, now I know. I'm like, well, I feel like an ass. But, <laughs> you know, I didn't power. know. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah. So it's, it's, it's exciting. What's, what's great to know is that there is a way and we know that it works. We just have to commit to it. And that's been my pitch. Uh, as we get into these film festivals, I'm calling up the various epilepsy foundations in those regions saying, Hey, I got a thing and it's going to be useful to you. What do you want to do about it? Right. How do you want to use this? And, um, and they watch it and they go, Oh, I get it. I get it. I see how we can get, we can get, people excited about it. There's this, these two great opportunities. One, our community can look up on screen and say, wow, that's me, right? Which we I, don't get near, I mean, if we get it at all, it's completely inaccurate. <laughs> Over-dramatized. Right. We know all kinds of examples where it goes wrong. So we want to show that it can be done right. And then secondly, people without epilepsy go, hey, I got it. I understood. For just a minute, I was in those shoes. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thought that they have will be, doesn't my neighbor have that? Oh yeah, my neighbor has that. And then we're off to the races. And I feel it'll be good for those that are parents with epilepsy or that have children that are epilepsy. They're going to show them a movie and not, you know, because they have books, but some kids don't like reading, especially now, you know. And that's, that's what I'm hoping will happen. We have, we've had some, some good, some, here's a a couple things that have, that have happened that are really exciting. There was one person who said, you know, I, I didn't want to see any more doctors and I, I don't want to talk to my mom about this. I'm going to do that now. I saw the movie and I'm feeling, I'm feeling better about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that now. And we had another person who had an experience where they had a, an unsupportive family and they saw that the movie was coming to a film festival in their area, albeit virtually. And they used it as an icebreaker to get their family to watch, to sit together and to watch the film. Um, and the star of our film, Pierce, um, our, leading, our leading man, he, uh, after finishing the film, he was playing basketball one day. And he met a young man who had just been kicked out of his family for, ha- for his epilepsy. He was homeless. Oh my God. And That's so he, sad. 
he knew exactly what to do. He knew all about it now. He knew all about it. And he, he said, you're coming with me, right? So, so there's, there's, something, there's something happening here. And what I'm hoping happens is uh, that not only will we get more epilepsy advocates out of it, like Pierce, who's gone on to raise money for epilepsy research and interviewed doctors and is going to work on his own documentary now. Wow. Uh, we're, awesome. I'm hoping that we will have this experience where, uh, and this is controversial, but I'm, I'm willing to stand by this. I'm hoping that people who don't have epilepsy, after they've seen it done right, become interested in our story and want to tell epilepsy stories, right? I don't find that controversial at all. Yeah, I think that's there a, a lot great of people goal. Who say the only people who should tell minority stories are minorities. And I think the danger in that is that it's, it's problematic to say, I want this to be a mainstream conversation, but I don't want the mainstream to talk about it. Exactly. I find it. It's like, I want you to be aware, but shut your mouth and let me tell it and don't have any opinions or spread the story. And it doesn't work like that. People need to be allowed to make mistakes. So then that, then we, as a community, we can talk about it and, and we'll yeah. get there. We'll slowly get there. So, And there are mistakes that will be made. There are unfortunately ignorant mistakes that will be made, but there's a difference between unknowingly ignorant and willfully ignorant. So I think right now we're still stuck in the willfully ignorant for a lot of people. Absolutely. It's, but it's, you know what? There's inertia, right? We have, to, we have to push first before the ball rolls. I think the thing that frustrates me one of the most about the whole stigma is we have the entire world database in the palm of our hand 24 7 yet people are like oh yeah they said that's possession oh okay that sounds good really like you yeah, could just, you just look it up want, you just have to want to know right that's all that's yeah. all it takes you just have to want to know so we have to get people we have to give people a reason to want to know you have to instead of i think we can hand people brochures for example right but they have to want to read it but if you hand someone entertainment then it's like a treat right they're getting something out of it they they're they're uh they're having fun too and while they're having fun they're also having uh an education without without it being a psa i could have made a documentary i did the film i maybe i should have said that it's narrative fiction it's narrative fiction but i believe and i've actually been surprised to hear the stories of people say oh my god i went through exactly that um uh, it's narrative fiction because, and that was on purpose because I feel like uh, the documentary audience uh, moviegoer is great, but it's also someone who is choosing to learn. Right. It's a very niche audience. Whereas the average moviegoer wants to sit back and just, mm-hmm. and wants to, wants to enjoy themselves. So I want to cater to that person and say, you can, you can have both. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to breathe statistics down your neck. I'm not going to go over. um, I'm not going to go over the history with you. Just sit here with me and feel what it's like to be me for a second. And And sorry to interrupt you. That puts it in their hands to want to know more and do it on them to learn more rather than you being like epilepsy started at this stage. And then people are like, okay, moving on. You know, this is boring. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's exactly that. And both are important. Both ways of doing it are important. We have to have both. Um, but uh, this is my way. And it was an interesting project for me because I come from comedy. <laughs> Almost all of my projects are just goofy, 
be goofy stuff. And I, I have a great deal of fun with that. So it was a lot harder for me to sit down and write something very serious. Um, but I think, I think it's paying off. I think that it was the right thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay to go from, you know, being sarcastic to being like, well, we need to talk real quick for a second. As yeah, long as, you know, talk. yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's why I do a lot of memes on my page and Grace does as well, because people, like you said, respond to entertainment, but yeah, I make okay. it an educational meme at the same time. So that, and then people be like, that happened to me too. And it like starts a conversation might be slightly offensive because that's my humor, but you know what? It's real. You know, it's like, it happens a lot of what I'm talking mm -hmm. about, but there's there's more than like you said one way to advocate and educate than just like stats 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 it gets boring it's it's i i, I like the what you you're talking about you just using the phrase talk about it have you you may have heard of the, the talk about it podcast with i greg listened Richard. to your episode yeah yes yeah so greg greg's in the film kind of secretly so his voice oh. is um, if you if you pay really close attention he's there and he, he, his name's on the film as executive producer. He's a, he's a cool guy. He's a good. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy from what we've seen with the, being an advocate and stuff. We don't, we haven't had much interaction with him yet, but um, he's in Star Wars. That's good enough for me, right? He was at the National cool. Walk um, when we had the walk last year and I was walking around and I couldn't find him. And I was like, no. <laughs> I want to see him. Yeah. Him yeah. and um, yeah. the person who played, what's her name? Kate Flannery from The Office were there. And I was oh, wandering great. around. I was like, I need a picture with Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, great. I don't care about the walk. I have another mission. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is my own Mars. walk. I'm going on my own walk. Yeah. What's great and about then, stars is when they talk, people listen, right? So. You know. Yeah, exactly. she ended up posting about how she went there and learned a lot. I'm like, more people, hooray. Yes, and a lot, of, yeah. a lot of people have been kind of well, not, I don't want to say a lot, but I've had some people get kind of upset about like stars that eventually come out that they've had epilepsy or like work on it later in life, not when they like, you know, first get famous. And it's like, you know, I, I'm for them talking about it eventually. And people are like, well, they only care because a celebrity talked about it. It's like, honestly, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's the world that we live in right now. There's Celebrities that. are like the word of God right now. So yeah, they, they only care because their personal favorite celebrity, it resonated with them. So they're like, oh, you know, that's everything. When it resonates, people right. listen, and that's what mm -hmm. we need. So. And I, I didn't, I, I want to say I didn't cast, I realize you're, that you're not saying this, but I think it's relevant. I didn't cast my, my actors because they, because they have some celebrity status. I cast them because they were perfect, right? So, mm -hmm. but an added benefit was to know that that there were kids, lots of kids, like hundreds of thousands of kids who when, when Pierce gets online and does an Instagram live and says, I want to talk about epilepsy of all things. You've got kids on the edge of their seat asking, it's incredible, right? Mm -hmm. What an amazing way to start. What an amazing way to start. And um, as for ep uh, celebrities with epilepsy, everyone's on their own path, right? Everyone exactly. is in their own state. And uh, we do want to encourage people to speak up now if they're able. Um, but if they're not, we just want to remind them that, you know, uh, we are waiting. And when you're ready, 
it does it is it is going to make an impact on real people with real lives yeah and it's like they might be feeling the same as you know the regular humans like you're not alone in it either you know like they're real people Mm -hmm. they just they did i know right i'm sorry that people pay more attention to you though i really am you know geez must be exhausting but it's like um i remember when uh camilla admitted that she had um epilepsy recently and people were like chomping down her throat like you had this platform and you didn't talk about it i'm like they don't owe you anything it's nice to have their you know their status i guess you could say so it reaches more people but just like me, I don't owe the next person something. You know what I mean? I choose to talk about it, but. Used to. And, and the other thing is, I think, I feel like it comes from a place of assuming that celebrities just have so much self-confidence that if they don't talk about it, it's because it was an oversight, right? Yes. That's not true. They're human beings, no. right? And people have things that they're willing to share and, and things that they're afraid to share. They're human. Um, <laughs> you know, I, just like you, I choose to talk about my epilepsy, but I also offer a disclaimer that, I am only the product of my experience. I can, I can talk about my experience because of the specific way I was shaped by my epilepsy. There are a million ways this could have gone down where I would not be here with you talking about my epilepsy. Right. right same. It just worked out in a way where it's easier for me than for other people. But I'm hoping that because the three of us are talking about it, that it becomes a little easier for other people and we have a domino effect where we all end up. Yes. And I hate to put this on your shoulders, but especially I've noticed with the male community, they have a very hard time talking about it or feeling comfortable talking about it. So we're trying to pull the men to talk about it because so many of them are like, I don't know any other guys with epilepsy. I've never met a man with epilepsy. Like people think I'm weak because of it. And it's like, we're we, that's our, one of our goals because it's just, there's so many. You can't. It just can't be a female-dominated, you know, disability. There's 65 million of us in the world. Yeah, it's hard to ask for help. That's the thing. Is it's hard to ask for help. And um, I've definitely been in that position a lot of times, where uh, as a person with any disability, you end up in a position where, in order to get to where you need to go, whether literally or otherwise, um, sometimes you have to say, "Hey, uh, I need you to do something for me." And I'm, I'm, you feel so bad. I, I, I need you to do something for me. And, you know, can you go out of your way to put your energy towards something that on paper, it looks like I should be able to do myself mm -hmm. and finding the people in your life who are willing to go, well, yeah, of course. And don't make you feel odd about that. It's sometimes hard. It's very and hard. People come and go in your life. People stay, people go. Um, and uh, we're not all lucky enough to just end up with those people right off the bat. And no. I have friends that I really trust who, who treat me well, and it's still awkward. It's still awkward to say, ah, you know, I know there's this restaurant you want to go to that you're excited about. I can't go there. The, the, the serve, the, 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 I can't eat that kind of food. I'm going to have issues, right? And mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, okay, Miles, you know, and, and you just feel so bad. It's like, ah. You know, is that, that kind of stuff pops up and it's like, I, if I could, I would, it's not because I hate you. It's because <laughs> right. you, it's epilepsy is unfortunately more important than my meal today. So or it's yeah. like so. you have the epilepsy and then I have migraines. So I've had times where I've had mm -hmm. plans with people and I had to be like, I'm so sorry, but I had a seizure yesterday and I have a migraine today and I can't do it. And I have that epilepsy guilt where I'm just like, I'm so yep. sorry. Mm -hmm. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. 
it's uh in other words in short it's understandable i totally understand why people wouldn't want to talk about it and i support people who don't want to talk about it um but uh we're gonna get there at some point yeah i hope it'll like, be it may not be, little, um, it may not be the Instagram next pages i've had people message me and be like you've inspired me i want to talk about it now and i'm like what did i do i didn't do anything but apparently <laughs> you just said i'm here right i'm here oh. i have epilepsy and i'm here Sometimes that's all it takes. <clears throat> that's all it takes. And some people go above and beyond, like Greg um, or Camilla Coelho, who, you know, had made, built a platform out of it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or Cameron Voice after his passing, right? His yes. family is stepping up and, and doing something. They're, they're fantastic about it. Doesn't it doesn't have to be a big show. No. It doesn't have to be a big show. You don't have to stand up in front of 500 people and, and, and lecture. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. But just it's good say, for you I'm if here. you do. But, you know, it's We're open like, to it, if you're willing, right? Go ahead and make, you know, your whole, like, you know, everything about it, which, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I pretty much do now. But it's like, you know, I, I don't, it's just, I don't expect everyone to be as vocal and open about it because that's just not everyone's personality. So some All people are very, very uh, introverted. And that's fine. But it's like, my thing is, if you are struggling, talk about it. You know, it's like, just talk. And that's the, that's the people that I almost want to force to speak up about it because so many people just die inside with it and stuff like that. They don't, you know, they don't get it out. They don't search for other people that have it. They don't look for movies or shows, you know, something like that. And I think this will be a helpful way for people to see it because it's a genuine story, not just a, you know, a horrible ER documentary or something like that. Right. Yeah. So if anybody's <laughs> interested in the film, um, the website is under the and all the snazzy information is there. Um, if you get on that mailing list, then I can update you and I can tell you when it comes out or if it's playing in your area and all that. Um, so that mailing list is definitely the golden go-to. Um, and then <clears throat> Facebook and Instagram under the lights film, or all the fan art is and uh, all the, all the fun stuff, all the goodies. Um, and if this is useful, if, if someone out there thinks this could be useful to them or to their community, or you have an idea, I want to hear it. And I'm easy to reach. Um, Cause it, I don't want it to just sit on YouTube. You know, I want it, I want it to be useful. Uh, I wonder if it could be used in schools eventually okay. because, because uh, they're very shutting down about, seizures but my mom works at a school and there's quite a few kids that have seizures there but everyone else is like terrified because they're like oh we, we don't want to talk about that here you know and it's like i live in southern california we have a lot weirder going on come on you know <laughs> like a lot weirder going on here so it's just it's frustrating to like be on the inside of it especially and be like but it's not that hard to learn about you know like i did it i knew nothing and we can make it easy right we can yeah. make it so easy you gotta you got to make it uh, sort of, you got to make it hard for people to say no, right? Mm -hmm. And I think movies are a good way to do that because we've seen movies about a lot of things. There's a lot of movies about a lot of things and that epilepsy isn't really one of them is kind of just, I feel like more of an oversight than anything else. And we can fix that. We can patch mm -hmm. that up. We and, don't have, um, I think it was, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, I, was done. Um, I think there's the, there was that Netflix movie that had someone have a seizure, but the whole premise was calling him seizure boy. And I'm like, really? You had, yeah, this, you could have done something so, <gasps> so great. Tried. I saw the after party actually. So I, I can talk about it. So I saw the after party. Um, and 
I want to be, I want to, I want to, I want to give my overview of the after party. Um, Please do. <laughs> the first thing I want to do is offer the filmmaker credit for what they did right. So what the filmmaker did right is that in the film, there are actually several instances where characters say, hey, that's offensive, or that's really not right that you'd call that person seizure boy. And I think that gets overlooked. So I want to start with, just like anytime you give critique on anything, right? You start, you start with the good stuff. It's true. It's in the movie. The mm -hmm. problem is, is that it's heavily overshadowed by the use of um, the particular night, the night that he had a seizure as comedy, uh, that that's like 90%. And then there's this like, you know, five, 10% that's actually acknowledging that it's really not okay. Um, and again, to be fair, to go back and say, to, to be fair, the film's not really about epilepsy. The film, in the film, the guy has a seizure, but it's not mentioned that he has a history of seizures, that he had seizures after that. Epilepsy is really not stated, but the fact remains he had a seizure. And the way they portray it is that he vomits all over everyone. And that's where, as the epilepsy community, we're drawing the line because, however, the seizure isn't really the main event in that scene, it's the vomiting. But it doesn't change the fact that now there's this uh, result that wasn't planned for or calculated well or uh, considered well enough ahead of time, which is now you've got people going back to their schools and their communities doing the seizure dance as they did in the film or, or using yeah. the seizure boy. And that's, that's the consequence. And I really don't believe that was intended, but the fact is that it, it happened and that's bad and we don't want it to happen again. So we're mm -hmm. talking about it, you know? Yeah, we, the whole seizure challenge erupted on TikTok and hopefully the Epilepsy Foundation is uh, in the means of working with TikTok to get that taken down. If TikTok even exists tomorrow, who knows with 2020, but <laughs> like, I, it's just, it, it's bad because like when they, the, the vomiting, it's like, are we going towards exorcist? Because, you know, it's like, that's- That's true. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting uh, point. You know, yeah. I'm like- It's possible. Well, Again, I wanna, I wanna, I always wanna look at the good in people and I wanna assume, I wanna give people the benefit of the doubt. And I, I really don't believe that there was malicious intent here it was just mm -hmm. that there was this, there's a tragedy that, that, that came of this. There's this oversight and something very disastrous happened. And so we're going to talk about it. You know, I, my first reaction, I'm guilty of before I saw the film, just trashing it and saying like, oh, Damn. what awful. I people. haven't seen it. And I, if, if you won't have a, 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 you know, a traumatic experience watching this film um, and you do, you know, want to give it full consideration, go ahead and watch it. It's available. It's still on Netflix. Um, uh, and it's worth doing if that's not going to be traumatic to you. Um, mm -hmm. But if, if it's really going to mess you up to, to see something like that, then, it, you know, you're not obligated. It's, no, you know, no, it's not. not. Yeah. And from what I've heard, it's not 100% accurate. So, I mean, you won't be missing it some, that much. There's some inaccuracies. Yes. Yeah. And, which I mean, they don't really show him having a seizure. Um, they kind of do. There's the character falls and he has a seizure and there's like about a half a second where like off camera, you see that he, his, like, his legs are shaking and that's it. Just for anyone who still wants to see this movie, if you still want to see this movie. <laughs> uh, um, 
So yeah, I just, I want people to see that there's an opportunity here, that not all is lost because this film was made as the epilepsy community. We have the right to stand up and say, here's what we think. And I want us when we stand up to say, here's what we think, not to say, how dare you scum of the earth, but to say, Hey, we have a good plan for you next time. Right. We, we have a way for you to succeed next time. And when you're ready to do that, we're, we'll stand behind you, you know? So, yeah. I, I mean, the people doing, following through the seizure challenge, that think it's funny. Yeah. You guys, in my opinion, are scum of the earth, but, yeah, but the people, the intent behind it, like you said, I don't believe was malicious, but we are sensitive since we do live with it. I've noticed that, mm-hmm. but I, that's another thing I think we should uh, work on is desensitizing our sensitivity <laughs> over things. And it's hard because the, st- the stigma is people don't Awful. understand how like 11 out of 10 terrible the stigma is. It's, it's absolutely unreal. And to make the seizure challenge, for example, like it's people, adding people to the don't stigma. understand, people don't understand how, 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 how damaging that is. Um, you know, it hurt, to, um, I guess is the best way you can say it hurt being someone with seizures. I was like, wow. How could you do something like that? Like, yeah, like, well, oh, I was it's on, inhumane. it's inhumane. I was on TikTok and I sent it to Brie cause it was this person who's like, my boyfriend just died of a seizure. And then I start twerking. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this okay. is your idea <laughs> of entertain, like it's. It's unfathomable. Like and I, all the I people in the comments were like, it's just a joke. Calm down. I'm like, okay, someone dying from something is not a like joke, Wait, especially and, when it happens. And here's the thing is like what people are sensitive to political correctness, right? People don't want to be told like, oh, you know, more things I can't say. But the thing is about this is it's really not an issue of political correctness. It's not like we want to use different words. We're not asking you to use different words. We're not asking you to, um, uh, we're not asking you to uh, approach us differently. We're saying there's physical harm that can happen as a result of this. I don't know. No longer longer wants to go to school. Um, Someone's friends have, you know, the, the wrong idea or something, and they no longer want to hang out with someone who's totally normal otherwise, right? So it makes someone suicidal because they see that and they're like, oh, so they think it's funny too. Like, you're just adding to the worsening of it. It's like, I've had so many, like, teens, because I'm a little too old for TikTok, but send me the, um, the TikTok videos and they're like, this is so hurtful. What should I do? And I'm like, I, I, you can't do anything. You can report it. Unfortunately, that's all I can yeah. have for you. I was like, don't watch it. I wish I had a better option. I was like, but there's always going to be idiots out there, unfortunately. Well, it's like social media, I feel like almost has not an issue, but it's difficult for them to stand behind us too, because Brie and I met because we were basically attempted murder. Um, someone sending a group of epileptics flashing lights gifts, telling us that we should die and it was, mm-hmm. that's how Brie and I met because I messaged her. I was like, uh. <laughs> and thankfully neither of us are photosensitive, but we were the ones that opened the message, thankfully, because there was like 60 people they added to that. And who knows how many of those people were photosensitive. And like, we got contacted by authorities and stuff. And they're like, was anybody harmed? I was like, not that I'm aware of, but it, they but tried. I could have been. 
Yeah. yeah they tried. They literally I, like said, you should die. Like those yeah. were words out of their mouths. And we're I like- I can't believe that. I, oh my God. We oh screen God. catched, we screen catched I have a 10 minute screen recording of the conversation. And there's me but. who's very like, I am very well versed in law and stuff. So I was just like, keep telling me what you want to say. Just keep saying it. Just keep saying it. So I kept like getting more evidence against them. I was like, keep going, man. Just keep going. What else you got to say? You know, I'm like, you're dumb. But it's like, that's the thing. It drives me crazy. It's like, I, I, like you were saying, I feel like social media picks and chooses who to defend. If it fits their reported, agenda. I mean, there were at least 20 of us reported them. And each time Instagram said, we can find nothing wrong with these accounts. I'm like, it's physical safety. It's not an issue of political correctness. It's not. And so all I'm, all, all I'm expressing is uh, if, that's, if that's one of your personal policies is that, you know, that's, that's your, um, your, your if, you, if you're against political correctness, then I want, I want that, those people to understand. That's, so, that's, that's, that's different. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. is, this is about physical safety. You wouldn't, um, there's no, there's no, case as a society where we've deemed something like that acceptable it's not it's not it's not funny and it's not because we wish you would present that to us in a different way it's because we don't want to get hurt no Uh, i mean i remember there were people saying like stop this could give me a seizure and brie has a pretty big um Instagram following and she screenshotted it and she said if you get a message from this person and you are photosensitive do not open it because they literally went through and found anyone who had epilepsy in their bio or their name and anything more people I was like I'm like I'm like what are you luckily the um, epilepsy foundation because Brie and I both reached out to them after Instagram did nothing and we're like this is happening and they were like uh, no. <laughs> and luckily they reached out to Instagram and they were like, we have lawyers and you need to stop this. So yeah, they, like, they stopped it in 12 hours. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like sending someone a pipe bomb. I, I, that's how it should be treated. Mm-hmm. That's how it should yeah. be treated. There was, it, um, it's, it's a terrorist threat. Technically, if you're going to do that, like you oh, going after all these epileptics people, you know, epileptics people-ness, but like, <laughs> but you know, I'm like, you're specifically targeting a group of people. Do you guys remember 9-11? This is the same thing, different weapon, different platform. Now stop, you know? Like, you are specifically targeting people. And, like, they were just like, there's nothing wrong. You're epileptic. You don't matter. And I'm just like, what? Well, they didn't say that, but they basically said Essentially, yeah, essentially. I'm keeping it clean compared to what they said. It's very That's very clean compared to what they said to us. But they were like... Sorry that happened. That's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And like, no one took it seriously. They were just like, oh, okay. Like, that sucks. And I'm like, if I were to be like, huh, you have cancer. Here's fatty. Here, I'm going to smoke in your face and send you cigarettes. I'd be banned from the internet. You know, they'd be like, wow, you're a terrible human. Straight up canceled. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Use the R word for someone with autism, autism, and I'm done for, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, but no, not, not if you have epilepsy. So, no, nope. it's frustrating. <sighs> It is. It is. And it's not a, it's not a fringe issue either. It's, it's uh, just as common as, and just as fatal as breast cancer. But that's the thing yes. is I, 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 there's the issue of SUDEP. Let's talk about that. So the, the reason SUDEP is so hard to talk about, I think, is because we also don't want to send people the message that we're dying. Right. right. 
we want to send people the message that, um, Hey, this thing is happening to me and I need, I need you to be there. I just need your basic kindness for about, you know, a few minutes here. Is that, you know, is that good? That's the message we want to send. And so on the one hand, I think it's really important to talk about that it has the same fatality rate as breast cancer, roughly. More people actually, I think that I read that more people than breast cancer. So we need to talk about it because people need to know what happens and that'll lead people hopefully taking care of themselves better. You know, don't put yourself in a situation where you're at risk, things like that. Um, but it's, it's complex too, because we, uh, we wanted, we want to be treated with, with basic kindness. And for that, it, it takes people to, we, to not be afraid. So it's, it's, yeah. it's very difficult. I'm not it's sure. Like we don't want to be treated like we're fragile, but we don't want to be, but we want to be treated It's a double edged sword almost. Cause it's like, I want you to know that this could kill me, but every time I have a seizure, don't think I'm going to die. So mm-hmm. it's a hard, it's a hard mix. And it's like, you know, you have to find that balance of, this could kill me, but I can still live my life as best as I can and like do everything you can to prevent, you know, possible suit up. And I have a, a suit up safe pillow because I have nocturnal seizures. You basically hold it up and it's like an egg crate. You can see completely through it. It's completely breathable. I use that every single night because it reduces my risk of suit up, you know, and you're, you're, just... you're aware and you, you, that's the thing is it's, it's another case where information like specific information is power. Like in my case, unless I'm totally unaware, I don't think I'm at risk as long as I uh, were not to like turn over in my pillow or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's things I can do to, to, to be safe about that. You know, I, I think the, the right pillars are in the right place where I'm, I'm going to be fine, but if I was in a different position, if I knew that that was a possibility, then I would have to talk about it. Right. I would have mm-hmm. to talk about it. Um, but you know, I'm not going to go to my friends and say, Hey, um, you know, this, this little absent seizure thing I do, you know, I don't want to give you the impression that I'm like, I could just keel over because that's not in my case, that's not, that's not true. Right. So it's right. about giving the right people the information they need, with confidence, if you can, mm-hmm. best as you can, with confidence. Because if you're confident about it, this is, I mean, I think it's the golden ticket. If you're confident about it and you can just say, I have this thing, here's the information you need to know, that's it. No more, no less, here you go. It's all wrapped up for you. We good? I feel like most, most people should, if they're empathetic, good people, should be able to say, okay, I got it, or I have a question, can we talk about it? I'm good. You know, um, especially like if you're finding roommates and things like that, you got to be able to find someone who can have that conversation with you, you, you know, mm-hmm. who can just be like, can you clear up some areas for me? You know, do I need to call an ambulance? You know, are you going to die? You know, I need, I need to know, right. Being able to have that conversation with confidence on both sides is important. Yeah, I have a friend who's photosensitive and her one roommate um, left and she like had to scramble to find another one. Well, this roommate decided to have a strobe light at her birthday party. Yikes. Knowing that my friend is photosensitive. Oh, knowing. What yeah, a, no, like what full a on gem. Her. What a gem. Yeah. It, it's like when I go uh, travel with my friends and stuff, I bring my pillow with me. Or if I go stay the night at my boyfriend's house and they're like, well, I have pillows. I'm like, but you don't have my special pillow. 
So <laughs> it's like, this one is mine. And they're like, and then I have to explain to them. They're like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad you brought a pillow. I'm like, now mm-hmm. you can sleep and I can sleep. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I go, I've been out of the country. I've, you know, I travel. I have, you know, I, I do pretty much everything. I have a pretty much normal life, except for I don't drive. Mm-hmm. And I don't work right now because I just had brain surgery. So it's like, wow, big deal, you know? And, but I feel like without, with the stigma, it, people are like, wait, you can work with epilepsy. You can drive with epilepsy. I'm like some of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but then there's also that stigma. Like I say, I don't drive and I get the, do you have a DUI? I'm like, yeah. I don't drink either. Yeah. Are you yeah, an yeah. alcoholic? And it's like, no. <laughs> I don't have that luxury. I just have a dysfunctional brain on its own. I didn't add substances for fun, yeah. you know, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, and again, I want to reassure people. I, I know for sure that this can go away. Like this is, we can take care of this. It's doable. It's a simple beast. It's a lack of information and the information is available. And it is. We, we can get it to people without saying, can you please read this brochure? The brochures are useful. We need the brochures. Brochures are incredibly important when we can get people uh, interested in reading them. In the meantime, we need other tools. And uh, we know it works because other people have done this right. And all we have to do is follow in their footsteps. All we have mm-hmm. to do is follow in their footsteps. How many movies have you seen about Alzheimer's? How many oh, movies man. about Alzheimer's? Just about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a big one. Every person over the age of 70 in a movie just about, right? Not, I'm not trying, I'm not making a joke out of it. I'm just saying like probably no, pretty strong, right? Um, Autism is a new big one. I was going to say you have Rain Man and you have um, The Good Doctor or both. There you go, right? And they're, we've gotten to a place where filmmakers who don't have that condition are very dedicated and interested in telling those stories with authenticity because mm-hmm. it makes their stories better. And they want that. They want that. They want to nail it. They would, yeah, they like would there's a, the same way if you were making a period piece, you want to know what cowboys actually wore in that time, right? People want to do that. So everyone has an invested interest in doing this right. Right. We're going to get there. And it's like the gun enthusiasts that are nitpicking, like, you fired that so wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 you didn't seize properly. You know, that's me, you know, and like, um, it, it's a little shocking, but it's, I mean, there is Wes Craven, there's Quentin Tarantino, if we're going to talk about shocking. So I think we're okay to show a, a seizure-ish type thing because, you know, and, and like you were saying, like, it makes the story better. There's legitimate stuff, but they still fictionalize it a little bit, which kind of should stop. But then if I want a fantasy movie, there's Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones for a reason. You know, like, I can totally check out of my universe and go to a completely different universe. There's a difference between using seizures as a as a as a tactic for a jump scare right Mm -hmm. and there's there's a difference between that and and if you're having a a story about it and making sure your story is high quality and your story your story is proper right your story is researched and it's done right right i think Mm -hmm. as the epilepsy community we don't really want to see seizures and possession scenes anymore and that to an issue of personal preference right i feel like that does take an argument with some people to find that ground and and have that explained why we feel that way however um like when we're talking about the after party for example we it's it's a different issue we just we're just trying to say if you're going to tell a story 
worry about us. We want you to, we want you to be mindful that if it goes wrong, real people get hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And not, not because our feelings got hurt. That's not, that's not even what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's, that's there. But we're worried about getting attacked and, and damaged um, by our communities. Because it's already yes. happening anyway. So you can be a part of the answer. And you can make this a part of your story. Um, and how great would it be if you got it right? Not just for our sake, but for the sake of the quality of your story. You know, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be gained. Um, good filmmakers want to, want to do that right. We also live in this exciting time where um, people, people don't really want people without, um, people who are not in minority groups don't want to see stories told for the sole cause of, you know, gaining, gaining excitement from your audience because you told a cause story, you know, we can sense that we can sense it when, uh, for example, a character's gay for no other reason than that. Um, he's the token gay guy in the, in the, the token movie. gay character, right? We can sense yeah. that, you know, I may not be a member of the LGBT community, but I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't like that story suddenly because it feels inauthentic. Right? Or the I, feminist I, I, movement oh. that they shove into stuff that it's like, she was already a powerful woman, but you just shoved that down my throat. Now it's lame. And now it's lame. So we, yeah. we can get there. We, we will get to a place where people see epilepsy on screen and they go, yeah, I don't, I feel like that character just randomly had epilepsy for no reason because you just wanted me to feel bad. A shock you, factor. You just wanted me to be too scared or something. And that, that feels cheap. That yeah, feels it feels cheap. cheap. It's just as bad as how horror, like, type casts, like, you know, the token, like, ethnic person to die first, you know? It used to happen all the time. It's like, why do you do that? It's like, and it's like, well, and it's to the point where it's like, you see that person, you're like, well, they're dying first. All right. Anyway, you know, and it's like, you don't want to see someone have a seizure and then they'd be like, oh, well, they're the demon. It's getting to that point. So you don't want that. Not only that, but I feel like showing different types of seizures, too, because the ones that you always see tend to be grand mal, where, you know, I went 17 years undiagnosed having complex partials and grandsons because I didn't know they were a thing because what I saw on TV was not, you know. Same. Yeah. 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 You don't see that in movies, right? No. And it's like people daydream. It's like, oh, they actually had a seizure. I I, I thought I was spacing out all the time. Wow. Wow. Epilepsy is fun. Well, that's the thing is what I, what I like to tell people is like epilepsy seizures epilepsy is a lot like diagnosing someone with a cough. Like you wouldn't diagnose someone with like, what's your official diagnosis? I cough. Like you wouldn't do that. But with epilepsy, there's a million reasons why a person has epilepsy. There's a million reasons why a person would cough, but coughing is not the diagnosis. The diagnosis is you have a cold, you have a tumor, you have, um, you know, you, you have a parasite or you have, you know, damage to your lungs or something like that, right? With epilepsy, there's all these, there's like a thousand different conditions that we just lump under one roof. We just call it all epilepsy. And it leads to a lot of issues where people no longer know what epilepsy is. We're aware, the general public kind of knows, they don't know the term grand mal seizure, but they, they kind of know what that is and they're afraid of it. There's all these other, there's all these other kinds of seizures, all these other people, and they're even less understood 
because we're mm-hmm. still, we call it all epilepsy. And I feel like at, where possible, it's good to sort of name exactly what it is. Specify the type of mm-hmm. epilepsy. If, yeah, if you can. And it's like, like the ones that are the, the rare epilepsies in children. It's like, I learn about a new one almost every single day. A lot. Oh my gosh. Like so many. And it's like, you know, if I just said, oh, that kid has epilepsy, but it's like that that child looks, you know, very degenerative in their bones and stuff like that. They're like, why don't you look like that? You know what I mean? So it's like, you need to, Believe everyone's it. different. Yep. Yep. You could, you could have a tumor. You could have a brain injury. People are most familiar with those things. You could, you could have an immune disorder. You could have, uh, you could have a thousand, you could be, you could be sick with a bug, you know? And then it comes up. Having, you know, getting overheated, being too dehydrated, things like that. Like the list is endless. And 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 it's like, people are always like, well, what causes seizures? I'm like, it'd be quicker to say what doesn't cause seizures. That's true. Honestly, it would be a lot quicker. And they're like, oh, like, so anything? I'm like, anything. Everyone's different. So if they're overloaded, like rubbing their hand on their jeans or something like that with sensory, they can have a seizure. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why our stories are so diverse. And that's what's exciting when it comes to storytelling is that this is not, this is a well of possible stories that really can't run dry because the stories are so diverse that for those of us who are, if you're willing to tell your story, it's unique and it's unlike anyone else's story. And you have this sort of golden, that's sort of what I realized is like, there's this golden position as a storyteller where like, you've got something that nobody else has, that no one else mm-hmm. can tell, right? And people in general <clears throat> are like that. Everyone's experience is unique um, and totally different from the person next to them. And if for all the storytellers out there, if you're willing to tell the story that's hard to write, that's the story to tell because that's the one mm-hmm. people magically just kind of start to feel. They start, they start to understand. They start to, if it, if it mattered to you, it will matter to them just magically. Um, like I told a story and check it out on Vimeo or YouTube or whatever. <clears throat> it's about a dog and it's a poem and it's about, uh, the actual reason, the actual message behind it had to do with my graduating from high school and feeling very left behind because I was the only one in my class who didn't go directly to college. And so I wrote about my dog instead. But there was this magical thing where people attached to that, that, that video and that's like the favorite, their favorite thing to watch. <laughs> um, even though they don't know the real reason that I wrote it, they feel something. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat how the human, the human heart works. It's neat. There, we're emotional creatures, even if some people don't want to admit that. Very don't. emotional. And it, it's like, I, this sounds weird before we like, you know, stop chewing your ear off with questions, but is there, um, is any of what's put into the film based off of you and your experiences? I'd say that the, um, the emotional experience, like the, the emotional truth behind it is mine. The events, not mine. I did go okay. to, I am not photosensitive, but I do have absent seizures and grand mal seizures, which would be the diagnosis of the character. Although of course it's tasteful. It's not, none of it's, none of it's to scare anybody. And we don't actually should for the audience. We don't actually show a grand mal seizure. Um, 
So the, the experience that I'd say is mine is sort of that fundamental, very baseline experience of what it's like to have a disability, which is to watch other people living their lives and having, I feel like everyone with a disability has that brief moment where you go, oh my God, what would I give? What would I give? What would I be willing to put on the line to experience that thing just one time? I just have that one time. How far would I go? Everybody has that moment. For people with seizures, we've all, we've all at some point looked at a car and been like, I want to get in. Like, I'm going yeah. to drive, right? Like, and then we don't. Hopefully, we don't. No. Everybody has that little thing of like, ah. For me, it's, I want to go scuba diving so bad because I love the ocean, but mm-hmm. ain't going to happen. My head will explode. So it's like, and it's like, damn, is it worth it? And I'm like, no, no, it's no. not. Because what you think I, about it, mm-hmm, you want, you're tempted. Yes. You're tempted. And it's like, well, why can't I? Well, it's not fair. Why can't I? And it's like, well, because you have this. And then it's like, it, it's not worth it. I did that when I turned 21 and got really drunk and made a big mistake. But I've learned, well, haven't done that, anything like that again. So one step at a time. There's one thing I want to, um, I don't know if you're, you edit this together or not, but I, there's one thing I really want to include. I don't know when you're going to release this. Um, Probably today. <laughs> but September 2nd at five o'clock, virtually anyone can see it. The film can be seen at, it's called Dances with Films, which is a film festival in Los Angeles. Uh, September 2nd at five o'clock. And um, it's a live screening. So Eastern time or Pacific time? Pacific, Pacific okay. time. And I'll be there to talk about the film and you can see it and please vote. So maybe we can win. And, um, and then the film will be seen again, September 5th at 2.30 PM. Pacific time. Okay. Um, okay. And that's, that's uh, down so we can include it in the information so people know what to look for. That'd be great. And yes. I love under the lights film.com. That's, that's the you other have one. That down too. Yes, please yeah. So we can tell you how to see the film um and uh i'm looking for allies it's great to meet you guys i'm hoping to meet lots of allies who want to see this film and then also the feature film happen um well it's just, great yeah. that you're showing it in the true light that it is instead of just here's a story of someone having a seizure like, or this here's is intervention you know here's intervention someone didn't get their second shot today you know like i don't i don't want to do that that's not the truth i mean it is but you know what i mean it's like we need a a voice and i feel like we're like right on the edge of being right there into breaking through into the awareness community like thankful for you know cameron voice camilla coelho like all those people greg Gumber. you know it's just we're almost there like we're we just need to do our part to up it that's right. We're, we're more equipped than ever to get there. Um, and it's I'm not, locked inside. We have time. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, and it's not a guess. I'm not just pulling that out of my butt. It's a real thing. And we know it because other groups that are, have, they're smaller are doing it. They're and smaller. They have discrimination against across many platforms that we well, don't And have. if you look at it, like um, more people live with epilepsy than so many other disabilities Autism. that are portrayed all the time. And it's like, and they're getting it done, right? Those why are we still here? Done. Yeah. So we can do it. We can do I, it. I don't want to say I fully blame us, but I also blame us. So <laughs> we need to, we okay. need to be open about it. You know what I mean? Like I blame 
it, it's a double-sided thing. Like they're not willing to listen and some of us are super reserved. So, so we need to find a median to do we need, it. We need, we need people to listen so that we can talk. And, then, and basically I'm going to talk. And if you don't want to listen, unfollow me. So <laughs> that's where I've gotten to these days. So. It's going to take a few people at that perspective to get stuff done. So yeah, that, I'm stubborn. I have to do it. Yeah, it's basically, it threw a wrench in what I wanted to do for my life plans, which was in the music industry. So I'm like, well, I'll just do this instead. So. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm really glad. Thank you. I, I'm very thankful and I'm sure I don't want to speak for grace, but I do a lot on accident. Um, and I'm very thankful that you found a unique method to mm -hmm. bring advocacy to this and not just, you know, let's raise $25 for this person today. You know, like, no offense, we're disabled, we're broke, we don't have the money to donate, I'm sorry, love you all, but we're broke. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing, is when it comes to fundraising for film, what I really believe is that when people see the film, outside of the epilepsy community, they wanna get involved. And we saw that with a short. A lot of people without epilepsy, with no connection to epilepsy said, hey, that's true. That's right. We're, we're experiencing that just on the podcast, which is like, okay, it's awesome. Yeah. Like people are like, can you tell us more? And they have a tangible thing with you to watch. Ours is just, you know, playing in the background. So, you know, people like watching movies 24 seven. So the medium. Yeah, it is. I have it on all day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have movies on all day. I'm supposed to start my Marvel a thon soon, but I keep procrastinating. <laughs> I did that in the EMU. I watched, I made through all of them. All of them? I thought that, isn't that like years worth of um, Well, I started before going into the EMU. Um, my one friend is a huge Marvel fan and she's getting married. And she said, she was mostly joking, but she said, if you want to be a bridesmaid, you need to see all the Marvel movies. <laughs> and so I knew I'd be stuck yeah, in the EMU. And I was like, hey, <gasps> I have a list of all of them because I'll have nothing to do. I might as well get started. And it took about a month. Staggered, but I made through all of them. Wow. <laughs> it's more than I can say. <laughs> I made it through Captain America and Iron Man 3 and Doctor Strange the end. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got taste. Yeah, I feel you. I'm too lazy to watch like it. Movie. <laughs> no, I'll watch your movie. This one has a special <laughs> plate in my heart. Uh, sorry, I love Chris Evans, but meh. Check it out at Dances with Films this week. Yes, yes. I have that written down. So awesome. She and I will probably watch it together, to be honest. <laughs> what, go, what are you doing? Do you want to watch the movie? <laughs> Go to go to their go to the Dances with Films website to make sure I got the times right. Okay, <laughs> we will we will be don't hold it against you. We all have brain fog. Okay, all right. Don't hold it against you. Thank you so much for explaining yeah, about you. this. I've seen this for a while floating around on social media, oh, and I was cool. like, I was like, what what is this about? But I'm glad we had the chance to talk to you about it. Yes, thank you for having me, and uh, let me know if I can be useful, please. Um, you're doing you already are useful but we will let you know what we can pick your brain for more later in the future <laughs> and thank you awesome I, uh, yeah, thank you so much i was excited yes. to do this as right. we're excited too we're gonna check it out and we'll let you know what we think Sounds we'll be great. honest okay yes. yeah i'm counting on it okay
Thank okay. you so much. We'll look forward to the full length too. Yes. Yes. All right.